Welcome to another edition of First Word from First Church. This is Pastor Dave Buchanan at the First Church in Sutton. Please enjoy the message and may God bless you richly through it. I'd like to begin this episode that I call God's Business Card with a few verses from one of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 103. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. I have heard people or read of people, some even well-meaning preachers, who try to tell us that there are two different gods in the Bible. There's the God of the Old Testament. Sometimes they'll call him Jehovah or Yahweh because we don't really know how to pronounce the sacred name of God. That's been lost to antiquity. It is, it is regarded as very holy in many circles. So even in our modern English Bibles, in most of them anyway, in the Old Testament, where that sacred name would appear, we have the word Lord in capital letters. If one of our Jewish friends is reading from the scriptures, the Tanakh, when they read that name, they come to the letters that symbolize the name. They say Adonai instead of the name, and that does mean Lord. So we carry that over into our English tradition. So if you're reading your Old Testament and you see Lord in capital letters, that's the name, the name too precious, the name too special for us to even really know how to pronounce it. I know that's a little bit mysterious, but think of it more as holy than it is mysterious. And they try to claim that this Jehovah or Yahweh, the the Old Testament God, isn't the same as the, the God of the New Testament, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, because the New Testament is about forgiveness and reconciliation, and the Old Testament is about thou shalt not and wrath of God, not the mercy of God. Well, that doesn't paint the whole picture. There are certainly elements in the New Testament where Jesus says, I came not to uh, upend the law or overturn the law, but to fulfill it in all its letters, in all its requirements, in all its perfection. What I find very helpful is to remember how God introduced himself in the Old Testament. Now, the first time he spoke to Moses, Moses said, who, who are you? Who should I say is sending me to free our people? God says, I am that I am. And as a form of grammar that means I am, and in being what I am and who I am, I cause everything that is to be. Now, that's all jammed into a couple of syllables that we can't pronounce, but close enough. I am is one of the 
names of God that we use even in English. But later on, Moses had a lot of interactions with God directly. Perhaps only our Lord Jesus Christ has had more direct interactions with God than, and he is God, of course, but as the Son to the Father. Moses, in fact, used to go to the tent of meeting and come out and have to wear a, a veil because he had such a divine sunburn from being in God's presence that the others couldn't bear to look on his face. Well, as we know, Moses went up on Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments, made two tablets, and God inscribed there the basic Ten Commandments. And Moses came down the mountain, saw that the people had gone astray to some rather colorful idol worship. So he dashed the tablets to the ground in a fit of of anger and perhaps even fear of the Lord. After Moses got things straightened out down there at the foot of the mountain, God called him back up. He said, make another set of tablets like unto the first, and I will inscribe again the basic commandments by which you shall lead my people to live. Moses perhaps had been bold with so much time in God's presence. He said, God, I, I, I go to your people and I say, God sent me, God said this, God said that, and yet I'm expected to have them believe me without having seen your glory. Lord, will you show me your glory? God said, well, I can show you a reflection of my glory and I can show you my back. But no one, no mortal anyway, can see my face and live. He said, I'll put you here on this rock, Moses, and when I pass by, I'll put you in a cleft in the rock and protect you with my hand. And I will pass by in my glory, and you'll, you'll see the light, you'll see the reflection, and I'll take my hand away. You can't see where I am, but you'll be able to see where I've been. I liken it when I talk to the children in a children's message to the contrails in the sky when a jet is so far up there that we can't see it, but we see the steam that it leaves behind it in the contrails, the tracks of the jets that have been across the sky. And on a blue summery day, you can see the tracks as they get older crisscrossing and fading into the sky. It's as though we can see where they've been but sometimes the jet is up there, and unless the sun is reflecting off it just right, we can't really see the airplane itself. When God passed by Moses and covered him in the cleft of the rock, and I can only imagine the voice in a wondrous booming thunder, God announced his name. He said that name we can't pronounce twice. So in our Bible, we read it as the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and sin. God does go on to say that he will by no means clear the guilty, I will not forgive unrepentant sin. But that's after a whole list of attributes of mercy, grace. The words steadfast love in English attempt to capture the Hebrew word chesed. We might say agape in Greek as Christians. But chesed is a steadfast, active love. 
It's not someone who sits off and wishes you well. It is someone who engages in human life and seeks our welfare, seeks our good. Abounding in chesed, keeping chesed for thousands. He uses that word twice. So that steadfast love was important enough that God put it in this twice. But he starts off saying that he is a God merciful. That is, he forgives sin. He grants us, well, really, he excuses us from what we deserve. A God who is gracious, a God who gives us that which we can't possibly earn, that's grace. Unmerited favor is a fancy dictionary. Love beyond all deserving is what it describes in God. Forgiving iniquity and sin. God seeks to tell us that from his very first formal introduction, if you will. Yes, he'd introduced himself to Moses as I am, but here's the full description. Those phrases of merciful and gracious and abounding and steadfast love are repeated once in the Chronicles, once by the prophet Nehemiah, in six different Psalms, not just the 103 that I I read a little bit to you, once by the prophet Joel, and once by Jonah. But the one in Jonah is interesting. It's in the latter part of the book that we tend to skip after the whale story, and he throws it at God as an accusation. I knew you'd forgive these Ninevites. That's why I didn't want to go preach to them, because I know that you are a merciful and gracious God, abounding in steadfast love, who wants to forgive them not give them the comeuppance that you had sent me to promise them. Now, I've had a number of different business cards at different times with different subtitles under my name. But once once upon a time, it said Captain United States Army. Another one said Professional Engineer. I still have some that say Engineer on them. I might have one that says Reverend David Buchanan, pastor and teacher. I might have another one that says uh, fire chaplain or police chaplain. I I could have one of each. I'm too cheap to buy a a set of each, I guess. I can't keep track of which ones are which. But when I picture a business card for our Lord God, this phrase, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and sin. I picture a business card with some symbol representing that mystical name, the Lord, the Lord. And the next line down being a God merciful and gracious abounding in steadfast love. That's how I picture God's business card. This God who is merciful and gracious in the life, ministry, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. The God who is gracious enough to give us the Holy Spirit, to give us words and inspiration to be the wind and fire of the church. How is that any different from the God who is I am at the burning bush? 
or the Lord, the Lord, merciful and gracious, when he passes by Moses at the cleft in the rock. The Lord who has to straighten his people out repeatedly in the Old Testament, let's face it, he still does today, but always comes back to them, always draws them back to him and welcomes them back. That's a God who is merciful and gracious from the very beginning of the story. Don't let anyone tell you any different. Picture God's business card. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Moses and his chosen people, the God of all peoples of the world in our Savior Jesus Christ, who is so merciful, so gracious, that he came to us, shared our very humanity, shared in his very creation by walking among us, and gave himself up seemingly to forces of evil to end the story, but in so doing brought the story to a greater glory and a promise of an even greater finish for each one of us. Picture God's business card before you always. The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, abounding in steadfast love. May the blessings of that Lord rest upon you, lift your hearts and enlighten your minds this day and all your days. Amen and amen. Thank you for having joined us for First Word from First Church. We pray that God has blessed you in some way, in his way, through the message that we have just shared with you. Please join us again. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance over you and give you peace. Amen and amen.